And welcome to another episode of Healthy, Wealthy, and Smart right here on TalkingAlternative.com. Thank you all for tuning in today. And remember, if you missed any of the episodes last for the last couple of weeks, the month of March was all about pain. We had some great physical therapists on talking about dealing with acute pain, chronic pain, the science behind pain, using a biopsychosocial approach to treatment. So if you missed any of those episodes, they are all up on the Healthy, Wealthy, and Smart webpage here on Talking Alternative. So go on, listen. You can download it, throw it into your iTunes, listen to it on the way to work. Uh, It was a a great uh, month and a lot of interesting and new information on pain, how to treat it, and where it comes from. So please make sure you go and listen to some of those shows or all of those shows. Um, And I also have one, uh, before I get to my guest today, I have... uh, one one thing to to talk about, um, if you go to a couple of months ago, I had on Jessica Underhill. She is the mind behind fitchickinthecity.com, one of the most successful fitness blogs in the country. And I will be doing a monthly guest blog on Fit Chick in the City. The first one just came out this week. It's all about foam rolling, when to use it, when not to use it. So if you have a chance, please go to fitchickinthecity.com and you can read my uh, guest post for this month and we'll have more coming up every month and I'll keep you uh, all tuned in to that. So now, getting to today's guest, I am very, very happy to have on the show Carol Bettino. Carol is a licensed professional counselor with a private practice in Prescott Valley, Arizona. Carol has worked as a psychotherapist for over 20 years. She has authored two books, Better Choices, Better Life, and Directions, Your Roadmap to Happiness, which we're going to be talking about today. She also has, she too has hosted two radio talk shows at KFNX 1100 AM in Phoenix and KQNA 1130 AM in Prescott. So luckily she is no stranger to the radio world. She is an active public speaker, has conducted numerous workshops on various issues in the mental health field in the Phoenix and Prescott areas, and she teaches part-time at Yavapai Community College. Hopefully I said that right. So, Carol, thank you so much for being on the show today, and welcome. Thank you very much for for having me. And now, did I say that right, Yavapai Community College? actually, yes. Nice, nice. Okay, so, you know, you're... You've been working for over 20 years. You've authored two books. Your new book called Directions, Your Roadmap to Happiness. Um, Let's first talk a little bit more about the background on the book. So what was your inspiration for writing the book? You know, as a teacher for 20 years and as a uh, professional, i got to switch phones. Oh, sure, sure. Okay, because there's an echo. Are you getting an echo? We were before, but it sounds a little bit better now. Okay, because I'm still getting it. But Oh, no. Perfect. Thank you. All right. Um, as a professional for over 20 years, I have found that I work with clients that it's almost as if they get this light over their head and they get this insight, and they feel so good about what they've learned and how it starts to affect their life. And each week I see them as a therapist, I realize how much growth they make and how much change they make in their everyday life, dealing with their relationships, their, their stressors. Sometimes they'll come in and say, Carol, you know, a year ago I would have handled this so bad, or a year ago this would have put me back into my depression. And I watch their growth, and I think that's so fabulous. But I also realize that there's millions of people out there who will never be in therapy. True. Now, whether or not they're not in therapy because they really don't need to be, because there's plenty of people who don't need to be, and then there are others who do need to be, but there's so many people out there that will never learn this, that will never get that light going off where they're, they're changing their behavior, their attitude, their thinking, and feeling so much better. So I wanted to write my books so that I could make a difference to those millions of people that will never really be in therapy and still benefit from what they can benefit from. 
but it's also great for those that are in therapy because it works in addition to what they're doing. So it could be used sort of as an adjunct to maybe what they're doing in therapy already. Yes, most definitely. And, you know, like we said earlier, you have an extensive background in psychotherapy over 20 years, but what I like about the book from, from what I've read is that it's sort of written in plain English, meaning it's not full of complicated medical terms. And was this your intention, and if so, why? Okay, well, first of all, I think psychobabble is, there's a place for it. And I don't believe the place is in books, mm-hmm. because I don't think people need that. And what I would like to do when I wrote that book, that, are you getting that? Yeah, now you're a little echoey for sure. Yeah, it's going right through my ears. Do you have your, com- I'm sorry, but do you have your computer on? Because sometimes if you turn down the volume on the computer, it can take down the echo. Oh, I wonder if that'll help me. Yeah. I- yeah, or you could just turn it off. Okay, let's see how that goes. I don't know, but I'm not on the, yeah, no, it is echoing in my ear, but I'll do my best. Okay. What I would say when I first did it, I purposely went out of my way to make sure that there's no cycle babble. My whole focus was to bring the book to ordinary people in ordinary lives, helping them deal with it. Their everyday problems, everyday stresses, whether you are a wealthy person, whether you are poor, it doesn't matter. What really matters is that you have the ability to cope, to change, and to make a difference. And that was my focus, is keep it in everyday terms, let every person understand life, and they're able to, to read it and say, wow, it makes sense. Or, yeah. Wow, real is what I do to my life. Yeah, and and you know, I, I'm a physical therapist, so I'm also working in the medical field, and really find that um, when you when you're using a lot of the oh, hold on, it's actually, you know, something. Why don't we do this, Carol? We're going to take a quick break, and what I'm going to have you do is because we're getting a lot of feedback here on the on the line. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to ask you to kind of hang up and call back during this Got next it. commercial break, right. and we'll try and fix we'll try and correct all this during the commercial. Sorry about this. So we'll be right back. <laughs> You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network. Are you stuck in your business or career? Trying to take your business to the next level and it keeps hitting a wall? This is Sam Leibowitz, the Conscious Consultant. I will help you get to the root cause of your abundance issues and help move you forward in your life. Call me now and let's create the future you dream of. 212-721-8183. That's 212-721-8183. The Conscious Consultant, helping conscious people be better business people. Hi, this is psychic medium Betsy Cohen, host of the show The Power of Intuition. Join me at TalkingAlternative.com Mondays at 11 a.m. Call in for a free psychic reading. Learn how to tune into your intuition to feel better and to create your optimum life. I'm here to guide you and to assist you in creating the life that you deserve. Listen every Monday at 11 a.m. on TalkingAlternative.com. Are you feeling overwhelmed in the current chaos of our changing times? A deeper understanding of authentic astrology can uncover solutions in every area of life. After all, metaphysics is just quantum physics, poetically expressed. I am Montgomery Taylor, and I offer lectures, seminars, and private consultations. For more information, contact me at Monty, M-O-N-T-Y, at rljmedia.com. dot 
Talking Alternative Radio, 24 hours a day. Healthy, Wealthy, and Smart here on TalkingAlternative.com. I am your host, Karen Litzy, and I'm joined today by author and licensed professional counselor, Carol Bettino. So in the last segment, we had some tef- technical difficulties, the joys of live radio. So, <laughs> so Carol, thank you so much for rejoining us again. My pleasure. Um, so... Uh, in the the second question, kind of got a little lost and and kind of looped out last uh, in the last segment. So, um, what we were talking about was, despite your extensive medical background in psychotherapy, the book is written in very plain English. And so, I just, if you wouldn't mind, just kind of repeating what you said before about why you wrote it in that way. Okay. I want it to be something when, you know, when you go into a bookstore to look for a book, a lot of people will look for names. If you know the name, oh, a new, a new book out by this person, and you go and get it. Mm-hmm. But when you're a nobody in a particular market where there are so many others, you have to kind of stand out. So I wanted people to open up the book, read a, a line, a, a chapter, a paragraph and relate to it immediately and even as I teach in college I like to teach as in conversation I like to bring real life stuff into the into the classroom as a therapist I don't use terms you know I I I try to put it in everyday talk and that's what I like to read when I read something I don't need to know how smart you are, because mm-hmm. if you're smart, what I'm reading, I'm going to get, and I don't need to know that you're smart. That's true. And, you know, a lot of, you know, what a lot of people say is, if you're someone who really knows their stuff, then you don't have to tack on, like you said, all the psychobabble and the big words and everything else. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that that really came through in the book. So let's, let's kind of get into the book, and we'll sort of start off in the very beginning. Um, I felt like the book definitely starts out very, very good with the first chapter, Overcoming Obstacles. So what, what are some common obstacles or traps that can hold us back from happiness, and what are some strategies that, that you outline for people to help overcome those traps? So let's start out with the traps first. Sure. I think probably the most common is people holding on to bad experiences. Mm -hmm. I have worked with people that may not be diagnosed with a post-traumatic stress disorder, but just because they don't have a mental health, you know, disability of some kind of disorder doesn't mean they don't have mental health issues and they still need help. Mm -hmm. And so by not letting go of the past, they hold on. So if they had somebody that cheated on them, they now have such trust issues. Sure. Why, on God's green earth, would we allow somebody else to have that kind of power over us and now not allow us to trust because we're afraid because somebody else did something bad to us? Right. It's one of those things where you may say, oh, well, you know, this person cheated on me or that person, so I guess everyone's going to, so why should I even try and get into that relationship? And that's one of the obstacles. They don't attempt another relationship for the fear that they will get into a relationship again that was similar to the past. Now, with domestic violence, that happens more often than not. Mm. And with that, people really need to get into help mm-hmm. and really change the dynamics of how they think and how they feel and how they have gotten 
stuck by that kind of an obstacle, by kind of that painful experience, because that is traumatic. Sure, sure, absolutely. And, you know, when you talk about relationships, I think that it goes beyond just a romantic relationship as well. It could oh, be a friend amen. relationship, a business relationship, let's say. Oh, absolutely. I hear people all the time telling me things like they, they are so stressed, they're throwing up, they can't sleep, they've got insomnia, they're, they're anxious all of the time mm-hmm. because of somebody that they work with. Yes, I hear and, that also. Yeah, and it's like, okay, is that person that you work with and you have no control, especially these days where we don't live in an economy where you can say, you know, maybe I just need to find another job and move on. Mm-hmm. You know, that's not going to, you know, cut it. Not to mention, I don't think our answer should always be, okay, this isn't working, so maybe I need to just move on. Mm-hmm. There are times when that is an appropriate way out. And other times I think we need to face those demons. So you can have a business relationship just even in the workplace, having to deal with somebody who is extremely stressful, and you have no choice. This is your immediate supervisor, or this is the person that sits right next to you in your cubicle. So you may not even have good boundaries physically to kind of protect yourself. But what you have to learn to do, and that's one of the techniques, is what you have to learn to do is not take things personally. Mm. So when you do that, then you start applying techniques of, okay, that's about her or that's about him. I'm not going to let that get to me. I'm going to do this. And, you know, you do breathing exercises. You do take a a two-minute break if you need to. But you have to change with the attitude first. You have to look at that this is stressful, but what part of it can I change? Because all the parts that I can't change, the fact that they're my supervisor and they're trying to railroad me out of Mm -hmm. a job, which very well may happen, and, Mm -hmm. you know, this can affect my life, I still cannot change what they do, but what I can change is how I'm responding and how I'm handling it. Right, so that's sort of the way that you can kind of break that cycle, so to speak. Mm Mm-hmm. And what about, you know, those people who are kind of making, constantly making excuses? Ah, my, that's one of my others, a perfect example of that. Do you ever notice that there are some people that when you confront them, you know, you say that what you did upset me, it hurt me, they immediately want to turn it around and explain and justify their bad behavior because if it's the way they thought. What they're basically saying is, I was kind of thinking dysfunctionally, my attitude was really out of whack, and because I was acting like an idiot, I mistreated you. Mm -hmm. But that's really not my fault. Right, it's it's somewhat, it's, it's your fault for, like, allowing me to treat you that way. That's why people don't like to confront other people, because most of the time when you confront someone, it's not like they're going to say, you know, you're right. Yeah, it's true. But you're all of a sudden, you're right, and I apologize. So, what's a good way to confront someone? Let's say, what's a good way to confront? We'll we'll say a coworker, if if they're doing something that's just inappropriate, or that's not right, or that's hurting you in some way. What's an appropriate way to to start off that conversation? Well. Um, I can give you an example, but I don't know, say, what the, that particular dynamic was. Right. But say, for instance, it was a friend that you liked at work. Mm-hmm. And for the most part, you get along. But it's not somebody you're going to the movies with or out to dinner with or going to become best buds. Mm-hmm. But that you have a good work relationship. You go to them and you may preface what you have to say with, you know, look, we have a good working relationship. But lately, it hasn't been so good. And then you focus on, you know, the other day when you said that I needed to do this and I was doing that wrong, and I can understand if I'm doing something wrong, but because you're not my boss, I would have just appreciated if you would have respected me enough to just say, you know, Carol, the other day when you were doing that, I need you to do it this way if you can help because it really does help my job. I probably would have said sure. Right. 
Right. So, sort so of next time, let's make a an agreement between each other to try to respect, you know, each other a little bit better and work on a relationship. Yeah, which is a very kind of grown-up way of looking at it. Because I feel like sometimes your emotions get the better of you, and you tend to go at someone as sort of the aggressor, and then they get defensive, and then nothing, it just doesn't work. Absolutely. That's exactly what happens. That's the dynamics of that dysfunction that sometimes operates because people take things personally. Mm. And when they get, they take it personally, it's as if, you know, you're doing it to me. Even if you don't like me and that's why you're doing it, uh-huh. it's still not about me. You don't like me. That's about you. Yeah, that's true. Now, if everybody doesn't like me, I obviously have a problem. <laughs> right. That, that's a whole different story. <laughs> if the whole office is against you, something's going on. That's right. And that's the key. I believe, and that's why my book, I really try to talk about a no-nonsense, common-sense, no-psychobabble. You know when you're wrong. You know when you have done something wrong. Mm -hmm. But you also know that you overreacted. And I think sometimes it's okay to say, even weeks later, you know, I know we've gotten over this, but I still never apologized to you. Mm -hmm. And I want to say I am sorry because I realized what I had said to you was wrong. Mm -hmm. And people don't do that for the fear of what's going to happen next. Right, but I mean, I guess it's sort of like taking ownership of yourself and your actions. Absolutely, that is exactly what each adult needs to do. That's right. Is become responsible for their own behavior, their own thinking, their own feeling, and make a conscious choice to go in the direction they want to go. And if they go in the wrong direction, it is their responsibility to turn themselves around and make a better choice. Right. And there's and, and there's nothing that you can do it, to make that person turn that around. They have to find it for themselves. Absolutely. Right. And right. that's why we cannot take things personally. Yeah. Because the way they react has nothing to do with you. It's their thoughts. It's their feelings. There are sometimes I have clients who, you know, they're so stressed out but they have maybe a partner or a friend that's constantly fueling that anxiety right. by saying, well, you shouldn't take that. Oh. oh, I wouldn't put up with that if I was you. Or, oh, well, the last time they wanted something, I took care of it. And it, they fuel you. And yep. The problem with that is they may not intend to, they may not mean to, but that's part of their personality. Sure. And if we can recognize, well, that's about them. I understand they're upset. They have a legitimate reason for being upset or hurt or angry. I just don't have to pick up on that mm-hmm. and then make myself anxious over it. And that's a great point that you made there. And on that, we're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back with Carol Bettino and talk more about her new book, Directions, Your Roadmap to Happiness. So stay tuned, everyone. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network. Are you suffering from aches and pains? Has traditional medicine let you down? Are you tired of taking toxic medications? Then come to the Double Diamond Wellness Center and learn how our natural methods can help you to heal. Call us now at 212-721-8183. That's 212-721-8183. Or find us on the web at www.doublediamondwellness.com. We look forward to serving you. Is your marriage in trouble? Are you considering divorce? Hello, I'm Lawrence Bloom, a family law attorney in New York and New Jersey. No one is happier than the day their divorce is final. My firm can help you. We take the nasty out of the divorce process and make people happy. Please call us at 212-964-3502 for a free consultation. That's Lawrence H. Bloom at 212 212- 
964-364-3502. We make people happy. Hey, all you crazy listeners. Looking to boost your business? Why not advertise on Talking Alternative with very reasonable rates? Interested? Simply email at info at talkingalternative.com. Was a firefly who shined as bright as the moon and the stars with her guiding lights. And welcome back to Healthy, Wealthy, and Smart. I'm your host, Karen Litzy, and I'm joined today by Carol Bettino. She is the author of the book Directions Your Roadmap to Happiness, as well as a licensed professional counselor for over 20 years. And today we are talking about her book. A road ma- directions your roadmap to happiness, and Carol, I'm I'm glad the point that you brought up in the last segment as we were sort of coming going into commercial. But so we were kind of talking about taking ownership of your, you know, taking ownership of of your feelings and of your actions, and and your words. And I, what I thought, and I'm glad you brought up, was how you say, you know, you can kind of relate a story that maybe you had at work to some of your friends or family, and then they add fuel to the fire. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I think, you know, we were sort of talking here during the commercial break, and we were saying it's, you know, sometimes you want to complain and you want to tell the story, but I guess it's, do you have to kind of think about who you're telling the story to? Absolutely. I think what we learn is just like in everyday life, just even in, in the play school area in preschool, we learn who's going to hit us in the head or bite us mm-hmm. and who's not. And so we learn that there are certain things we don't want to go next to. Sometimes we have to be burnt first in order to know that that was dangerous. I think if we're honest with ourselves, we know that even, and it could be somebody we love, it could be our own partner. Of course. That it doesn't make them bad people. It's That's part of their personality. Try to accept that that's about them. That's just the way they are. Mm-hmm. And I love them, but that part's not my favorite part. Right, right. You know, and that's and, okay. Yeah, but I'm not going to let that bother me. Yeah. And, and when it's appropriate, I'm going to say, you know... I know you're upset, and I am too, but I'm not upset anymore over it. You know, or I was upset, but I'm not upset anymore. Or, you know, I know you were upset, but honestly, I was never upset. And sometimes I'm just going to say, I think we just need to drop it. Yeah. Or, you know, it's now making me upset, and I would appreciate if we don't, if we could end this conversation. Right. Take ownership. When people are yelling at you, do you stand there and allow them to yell at you, or do you say, okay, you know what, that's enough. I'm not going to have you talk to me like that anymore. Yeah, I mean, you know, it comes to the point where it's just not working for you anymore. And, and that's and I've used that sometimes. I've said to people, I'm like, you know, this just isn't working for me, or this isn't the best thing for me right now. So maybe we can just, you know, drop it for now. That's that's the way, the healthy way. Yeah. To stop a, 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 a conversation that's just sucking you dry. Right. Right. You just sort of bow out gracefully. That's you know. Correct. Mm-hmm. And so let's talk you know, about another maybe obstacle or trap. And and that would be maybe unrealistic expectations and how they can kind of hold us back from being happy. I know I've probably been sucked into this a couple of times, as, a, as probably has everyone in their life. So what would be some examples of unrealistic? Let's say we'll, we'll kind of stick with the relationship angle, but what would be an unrealistic expectation and how can that hold us back? You know, regardless of whether the relationship is marriage or friendship or work-related, uh, or even family. Family sometimes can be a difficult, uh, you know, interaction 
mm-hmm. you know. So I would say that when something like that happens, look at it and say, okay, how realistic is my expectation of what I'm expecting them to do for me? See, I may want them to act the way I want them to act. And maybe last Tuesday they would have acted that way. And maybe earlier this morning they would have acted that way. But right now, maybe they're not going to. So I have to recognize that maybe my expectation is unrealistic, that I'm expecting them to act in a certain way that's going to give me what I need. Mm-hmm. So I have to just say, you know what, I wanted them, you know, like if you were upset, you'd say, I wanted her to call me up and apologize. I wanted her to, to do this. It's like, well, it didn't happen. Right. Is the relationship worth it? Because if it's worth it, let it go. Yeah. You know, that's about her. If the, wor- if the relationship is not worth it because this always happens, this is always dysfunctional, it creates problems all of the time, then you have to recognize it's not healthy. Right. And good ways to recognize unrealistic expectations is sometimes to ask yourself, Am I using the word always, never, all of the time? Because so often we use those words and they're not true. Yeah, that's I right. may have helped you 19 times, but on the 20th time I didn't, then you're pissed off at me. Right. You know right. what I mean? So you're ticked off and all of a sudden we get into this big fight. Is it worth it? I'd say no. Right, yeah. And and I think it's important and, and kind of should be repeated like you said, if you're always using always, never, those sort of finite words mm-hmm. that, you know, and, and they say that even in, in, the, in the medical world, you rarely hear something as always and never because there's always variables. There's always a moderating variable that can take place. This is true. And if you can recognize that, then you would say, you know, that, that's somebody's particular moment in time struggling with something where maybe I was unrealistic because what they needed or what they wanted or what they want to do. We all have our own desires, our own needs, our own wants, the things that are important to us. And sometimes we have to accept that other people don't share them. Yeah, yeah, it's true. And that's, sometimes you have to go through a grieving process. Hmm of accepting what you cannot change and really refocusing what you can change. Um, sometimes, as, you know, obviously as parents, that's different when these are your, you know, small children. Mm-hmm. You're raising them with the values that you think is important and you guide them and you direct them. And then they all grow up and, you know, they take those values with them, but they modify them. And some you want them to always have. But some things are not important, and we have to look at those in a way that says, if it's important to me and it's not important to you, I need to reevaluate our relationship. Mm-hmm. Do I want to be with somebody where everything that's important to me is never important to you? Probably not. Yeah. So you look at what you value the most and find out if that relationship sustains that. If mm-hmm. it does then that relationship is worth it to right. hold on to. And then you don't get hung up with all the time, every time, never, ever right. avoid it. Right. Because yeah. they, they, all they do is pull you back in. That's right. And I think, you know, again, going back to what you said before was not taking things personally um, can be applied to this as well. So it's one of those things where, like, let's say you call your friend and you leave a message, but she always calls you back within the next day or two, and this time she didn't. So it's not something that should be taken personally. It could be something, like you said, that's going on with her, and maybe she forgot, or maybe, but it has nothing to do with you. Absolutely. That's when we recognize the difference. It's like, what am I doing? Mm-hmm. She always calls me back within a couple of hours or within a couple of days. So yeah. today she didn't, so I'm not going to overreact. And that's ownership of my behavior, of how I react when somebody doesn't respond the way I want them to. Right, so kind of managing those expectations. Yes. Great. So we're going to take a quick break, Carol, and when we come back, we'll continue our discussion 
around Carol's book, uh, Directions, A Roadmap to Happiness. So stay tuned, everyone. Talking Alternative Radio, 24 hours a day. Hi, I'm Carol Ward from the Body Mind Wellness Program. Listen to my show for ideas and information to help you live a healthier life in body, mind, and spirit. You'll hear from terrific guests who are experts in the areas of health, wellness, and creativity. So join me every Thursday at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time on TalkingAlternative.com, professionals serving community. This is Tony Martinetti, the aptly named host of Tony Martinetti Nonprofit Radio. Big nonprofit ideas for the other 95%. Technology, fundraising, compliance, social media. Small and medium nonprofits have needs in all these areas. My guests are expert in all these areas and more. Tony Martinetti Nonprofit Radio, Fridays, 1 to 2 Eastern, on Talking Alternative Broadcasting. Are you concerned about the future of your business or career? Would you like it all to just be better? Well, the way to do that is through better communication. And the best way to do that is training from the team at Improving Communications. This is Larry Sharp, host of the Ivory Tower Radio Program and director at Improving Communications. Does your office need better leadership, customer service, sales, or maybe better writing or speaking skills? Could they be better at dealing with confrontation, conflicts, and touchy subjects? All are covered here at Improving Communications. If you're in the New York City area, stop by one of our public classes or get your human resources in touch with us. The website is improvingcommunications.com. That's improvingcommunications.com. Improve your professional environment. Be more effective. Be happier and make more money. Improving Communications. That's the answer. TalkingAlternative.com Welcome back to Healthy, Wealthy, and Smart. I am your host, Karen Litzy, and I'm joined today by Carol Bettino. She is a licensed professional counselor. Uh, she's worked as a psychotherapist for over 20 years. Uh, she's the author of two books, her first book, Better Choices, Better Life, and her new book, Directions, Your Roadmap to Happiness, is what we're talking about today. Um, so, Carol, I have, uh, I guess, a question for you based on kind of what I do as a physical therapist. Um, so, you know, the month of May, like I said in the beginning of the, or sorry, the month of March, as I said in the beginning of the show, was really focused on pain and mainly chronic pain, how to treat that pain using a biopsychosocial approach to care. So that biopsychosocial approach is sort of a new way for the medical community, particularly physical therapists, occupational therapists, to treat patients with chronic issues. So obviously you see the psycho part nestled right there in the middle. Um, many people with chronic pain, and you may have treated many yourself, tend to have these sort of thought viruses about their condition. They start to think, well, I'm in pain, therefore I'm damaged goods, or, you know, and of course these thoughts can often lead to depression and, and things like that. So I guess based on your book and your teachings, how would you counsel someone in, in this situation? Excellent question. Um, first of all, in my book, I talk about the physical problems. And it has been my experience, and I've spoken to so many other therapists in my field about this same issue. When a person has a lot of physical problems, of course they're going to be in pain. Of course they're going to be overwhelmed. Of course they're going to experience, you know, mood swings, whatever it may be. 
what we start to see is we have to first understand psyche. The psyche is the mind, the soma is the body, and there is a major connection. But if a person continues to focus on what's physically wrong with them, then their whole mind goes in that direction. Mm -hmm. Our mind is like a computer. It stores everything in folders. You know, uh, with all the things that I do, I have folders in my computer that's set up for my counseling, for my teaching, and I teach different classes. So there's folders. And that's how the mind works. It puts things in folders. And so we get this folder that becomes so big that we become our own physical illness. Mm -hmm. We become our own physical disease. And our whole focus is on what's wrong with us. Instead of everything else in our life we can do, we focus on what we can't do. Mm -hmm. And the brain, because it's made all of these folders, knows where to put things. So every time the mind starts thinking about this physical pain, the, the body starts to react to it. Right. Yeah, absolutely. And it's sort of when the mind sort of wires together, it fires together. Yes. Right? So, you, you know, what maybe starts out as maybe more of an acute issue, as it becomes chronic, like you said, it just takes up more and more space, I guess, for lack of a better way to put it. Well, that's what it does. If you think in your computer and everything is stored in its proper place, anybody could hack into our computer and get all that information. Mm -hmm. Well, that's what sometimes happens. You know, one thing opens up something else, Mm -hmm. and it's as if somebody is opening up those other files. And we have to become responsible for how we respond to our physical problems Mm -hmm. or physical illnesses. I am in no way minimizing physical pain. Of Been course there, not. done that. Uh-huh. No way am I minimizing any kind of sickness. I have been sick so badly this week I know. that I prayed to God that I would be able to do this show. I know, I know, and I, I thank you very much for coming on because I know you were very, very sick. Uh, I was in the hospital and everything. Yeah. So praise no, God um, that I was even able to do that. But... And I'm still getting through this. But my focus was not on that. My focus is on what else do I have to do to get better? Mm -hmm. I can't really walk. I mean, I was shuffling like a, you know, George Burns in, you know, the old movies. Uh And it's like, okay, then I'm going to shuffle. And because in the next couple of days, I'll maybe be able to walk better. Right. Um, Wow, I got out of my bed um, the funniest was to see what my hair looked like. I mean, <laughs> you get that sort of matted look like, up in the back. There you go. Uh-huh. But the best was that I kept refocusing, and right. that's what we all have to learn how to do. Nobody is minimizing a person's illness, never their disease, their physical pain, what they go through. But if you cannot change that, what part can you change? Mm-hmm. That's where the focus needs to be, mm-hmm. is we may not have control that we have this diagnosis. We may not have control that we don't have uh, the ability to walk or do this or do whatever it may be. What we do have the control over is how do we deal with it? Mm-hmm. How do we cope with it? How do we work through it so it does not overwhelm us? Right. Yeah. And, and, you know, I think a lot of times what happens and that kind of goes with what you were saying is when people have chronic conditions, they sort of go into these fear avoidance behaviors of, well, I can't do that. It's going to hurt A, B, C and D. Or I can't do that. I can't carry that. I can't I can't walk that extra block. But my answer to things like that is I understand how you feel Mm -hmm. or or I can imagine how you must feel. Or I am sorry you feel that way. I've never experienced that. However, what I still want you to do is walk 15 steps. Mm-hmm. You still kind of, you know, like we do with children, we shape their behavior until eventually the behavior is what we're wanting. Right. Otherwise, we'd all be still eating with our fingers. Yeah, we'd all true. still be crawling. Right. Right. So from sort of from a, a psychological standpoint, you want to acknowledge 
what they're going through. Absolutely, Mm -hmm. because nobody is invalidating that. But if we focus on that, we're stuck. Mm -hmm. So even in the hospital, it took me two days to call my family. And Mm -hmm. God love them. They've all been calling and checking on me. Mm -hmm. Um, But nobody gave me a hard time that I didn't call them because guess what? It wasn't about them. Right, right. It was about me. And they have been calling me since, checking. And I haven't even been able to talk on the phone. And so my husband talked to them. Mm -hmm. And so, again, we're talking about what we have control over. If you focus on your pain or your illness, you are going to have a difficult time getting out of it. Mm -hmm. So many people get stuck and trapped with that word, I can't. I have a chapter in my book, and I I talk a little bit about that. Mm -hmm. But that I can't. When the brain says, oh, I can't, guess what it does? It goes back to that file, and it puts it in there, and it shows you everything that you are unable to do. So where does your focus go? Oh, I can't walk those 10 steps. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not going to be able to do that. This is why we have problems, people not getting better sooner than they should. Right, and I think that's, you know, why this focus, this sort of new pain research that has come out has really focused on this biopsychosocial approach so that you're, we are, of course, looking, like you said, looking at the body not ever minimizing someone's pain, but also taking a look at their psychological well-being and also what they need to do socially. What do they need to do in their life? And like you said, if it's constant, I can't do this, I can't, I can't, I can't, you know, like I've certainly had patients who have come in with back pain and I just ask them to bend forward. I can't. I had a, a patient who came in, he didn't bend forward for two years because he had back pain. Now, this was someone that I felt I needed to refer to someone like you. Um, because I, and it's, that's it's, what's it's, lacking in our community is that we don't look at this is not a one-part job. Mm-mm. In my book, I even have a chapter called The Mind, the Body, and the Spirit. And if we don't learn to incorporate this, I think we miss the boat. Because yeah. you give somebody information or a little bit of relief and then it's over. Right. Or people get, and especially in my field, so many of my clients are getting relief from psychotropic meds, mm. and they're so grateful. And don't get me wrong, when you're in pain or you're going through a difficult time or you've got something really wrong with you, you may need those meds most definitely to uh-huh. get through this. Uh-huh. However, if that's all you're doing, you're masking everything else. That's right. And where do you think that's going to go when you have stopped? Yeah, it's still there. Absolutely. Yeah, it's not, it's not going anywhere. So you could put a Band-Aid on it, but the cut's still there. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And um, on that, we're going to take a quick break, Carol. And when we come back, we'll sort of wrap things up and let people know where they can get your book and everything else. So everybody stay tuned. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network. Are you feeling overwhelmed in the current chaos of our changing times? A deeper understanding of authentic astrology can uncover solutions in every area of life. After all, metaphysics is just quantum physics, poetically expressed. I am Montgomery Taylor, and I offer lectures, seminars, and private consultations. For more information, contact me at monty, M-O-N-T-Y, at rljmedia.com. Are you stuck in your business or career? Trying to take your business to the next level and it keeps hitting a wall? This is Sam Leibowitz, the Conscious Consultant. I will help you get to the root cause of your abundance issues and help move you forward in your life. Call me now and let's create the future you dream of. 212-721-8183 That's 212-721-8183. The Conscious Consultant. 
helping conscious people be better business people. Hey, all you crazy listeners. Looking to boost your business? Why not advertise on Talking Alternative with very reasonable rates? Interested? Simply email at info at talkingalternative.com. Welcome back to Healthy, Wealthy, and Smart. As always, I am your host, Karen Litzy. I am joined today by Carol Bettino. She is a licensed professional counselor. She has worked as a psychotherapist for over 20 years. She teaches uh, at the collegiate level, and she is an author of two books, The First, Better Choices, Better Life, and her new book, Directions, Your Roadmap to Happiness. So, Carol, let's sort of, we've got a, a few minutes here to kind of wrap things up, and I want to make sure everyone knows where to get all of your uh, all of your books, but I guess after our discussion today, what would you like the audience to really take away from our discussion? So the, the most, I guess, important points in your eyes. I guess a couple of things. One which I didn't mention, but I'd, but I would like to add this into of it. Of course, um, is what I call the ABCs of life, uh-huh. and the I, I think one of the things we have to recognize is our attitude. The way a person thinks and feels and interprets a situation is going to have a major impact on how they respond to it. Mm-hmm. And that will, fo- that will help them focus on the choices that they make and how they choose to deal with the situation. And I believe people have to take ownership for how they feel and how they think and how they interpret things. Mm-hmm. And when they're wrong, it's great if you're willing to apologize, but if you're not, oh well, life goes on. Um, I can't control that. But what I would say is focus on what you have control over. Focus on what you can change. Because so often people get get so stuck and focused on things that in the scheme of things are so unimportant. So 10 years from now, you know, what What am I going to look at at the most pivotal moments in my life? They're not going to be some of these stupid little things that made me work myself up into such a frenzy. The other thing is, I think that people have to realize that sometimes your own depression, your own anxiety can become exacerbated by physical pain, but also vice versa. Mm -hmm. Your physical pain can become exacerbated by your anxiety and your depression. Your relationships can also make that worse. Now, I'm not saying relationships are bad. What I'm saying is you have to know what part of a relationship creates anxiety or depression for you. Mm -hmm. And if you have a good relationship with your partner, or your friend at work, or a family member, or someone else, sit down and talk things out and say, look, how can we better improve our relationship? Or I find this is a problem in our relationship, and we've never really talked about it. That's what makes me really sad when I have clients that'll come in, and, you know, they come in as a couple, And they sit there with their arms folded, and neither one of them are ready for counseling, Mm -hmm. for marital counseling. And I I feel sad because so many wait too late. Right. They wait far too long. Why can't they, before they ever walk through my office, sit down and say, you know, one thing that bothers me is this, and yet we've never discussed it, and I'd really like the opportunity to discuss it now. Now, I think when you do that, be very cautious that you do that in ways that make more I statements and less accusatory statements. Right. right. Yeah. You can say when you do this, this is how I feel. 
the other statement I want to make about when you do that with a person, if they're abusive, it's not going to go anywhere. Very, so don't yeah. put yourself in a vulnerable situation hoping that something good is going to come from it. Yeah, because it's probably not. You may need to go get some help and decide what else is going on in your life. Right, right. And, and maybe that's why you've got, you know, a list of medical conditions, a list of, of physical problems, and a list of mental health issues. Right. And where can, so a lot of people, like you said, you wrote this book, Directions, Your Roadmap to Happiness, or for those people who maybe can't, who maybe can't get into see a mental health practitioner or use it as an adjunct for those who are. So where can people go to get your book? Well, you know, with the Internet, let's face it, you go to your keyboard <laughs> and you can go anywhere, Barnes & Noble, Borders, okay. any bookstore, Amazon, you name it, they'll find it either through my name or through the title, through an ISBN number. If you go on my blog, mm-hmm. it is called Directions a roadmap to happiness dot blog spot dot com and then if you put in the slash it goes right away great if not you know it gives you that litany of everything that's close to that but if you go there there's an isbn number you can actually preview the first chapter overcoming obstacles as well as get a couple of years worth of positive affirmational quotes that most people don't get that need to hear because we always hear people telling us bad and negative things and there's a great place to go find some very positive and healthy things it's just a little bit different than the title of the book but it's directions a roadmap to happiness dot blogspot dot com slash great well carol thank you so much for coming on the show and toughing it out after a week of illness i really appreciate you coming on and sharing your knowledge um and to everyone out there listening i hope that uh carol's words has definitely prompted you to want to go and get her book directions your roadmap to happiness and on that note we are signing off and i will see you all next week so stay healthy wealthy and smart thank you carol you're welcome all righty you're listening to the Talking Alternative Network. Looking to meet Mr. or Mrs. Wright but still haven't found the one? Want to make your current relationship as fulfilling as possible? Then tune in on Thursdays at 1 p.m. for Love in the Afternoon with Marnie Gallison. As a professional matchmaker, I've seen it all. With distinguished authors, industry gurus, and experts on everything from wine to fashion, join us as we discuss dating, relationships, and more on TalkingAlternative.com. Hi, I'm Julie. Hi, I'm Julia. What are you wearing? Welcome Welcome to to J&J's Secrets of Style and Beauty. We know there's beauty and style in all you do, whether it's a job interview, first date, or wedding. We also know that not everyone understands what works best for him or her. We're here to help. Think of us as your personal beauty, style, and grooming gurus. As industry experts, we'll give you the best information for men and women on how to look phenomenal. Tune in Tuesdays at 8 p.m. to learn how to look your best. Are you fed up with talking points rhetoric? Everywhere you turn, it's left or right spin, ideology, no reality. In fact, it's ideology over intellect. No more. It's time for the truth. Join me, Larry Sharp, a.k.a. The Neo Sage, Tuesday nights, 9 to 11 Eastern, for the Ivory Tower radio program. In the Ivory Tower, we'll discuss what's important to you, society, politics, business, and family. It's provocative talk. For the realist and the skeptic who want to know what's really going on, what does it mean, and what can be done about it. So gain special access to the Ivory Tower and listen to me, Larry Sharp, your Neosage, Tuesday nights, 9 to 11, New York time. Go to ivorytowerradio.com for details. That's ivorytowerradio.com. The Ivory Tower is a great place to visit for both entertainment and education. Listen in, Tuesday nights, 9 to 11. It will make you smarter. 
Are you suffering from aches and pains? Has traditional medicine let you down? Are you tired of taking toxic medications? Then come to the Double Diamond Wellness Center and learn how our natural methods can help you to heal. Call us now at 212-721-8183. That's 212-721-8183. Or find us on the web at www.doublediamondwellness.com. We look forward to serving you. TalkingAlternative.com 